Hello, beautiful souls. We bring you conscious content filled with empowering information. Designed to align you with the fulfilling freedom of activated awareness. I am Rachel Alcyon. And I am Daniel Alcyon. Welcome to to the Ecstatic Ecstatic Existence Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Ecstatic Existence Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Daniel. And we have a very special episode for you today. Yeah, it's totally different from what we usually do. Normally we're, you know, interviewing high vibe conscious creators and world leaders and spiritual evolutionaries all all over the globe. And this time we're going to actually be traveling all over the globe. And the only interviewing you're going to hear is between ourselves and my two beautiful daughters. Yeah. So hold on to your seats because you are about to embark on the Amazing Race European Adventure. Hey, welcome back to the Ecstatic Existence Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Daniel. Uh, and we are coming at you from SeaTac Airport today. Yeah, it's a little different episode and it's going to be a lengthy one. So hold on to your seat. We don't really know what's going to happen. It might be a multiple parter. Uh, we're doing a travel log here, similar to our Iceland travel log that you may have heard by now, and we'll just document our entire experience. But this travel is a little different, or yeah. a lot different. Yeah. So a few months ago, um, the kids, Liberty and Merritt, um, Daniel's daughters, my amazing bonus daughters. They're nine and thirteen currently. Mm-hmm. So really fun ages. Uh, they had asked me, they, they, they always put on these wild theatricals and pretend to be different people, and they, in particular this show, The Amazing Race, which Daniel and I don't own TV, so we have no idea even really what it is. But uh, Rachel had to, like, research it. She I researched had, it to find out what the show was I had to research it. But, so then they always are pretending, like, okay, you be Linda, and I'll be Jim, and we're boxers, and we own a boxing gym in Indianapolis. Go, right? <laughs> and then we, then we pretend where we're going to go in the world, right? And so then they, they came to me a few months ago and they said, um, okay, Rachel, with all these construction papers, so like yellow and red and green and blue, and they filled everything out and they said, can you make us an amazing race? Because I'm always doing like scavenger hunts and things for them. And uh, I was like, yeah, okay, sure. So in this time, I'm like, Daniel, we got to go big with this one. We got to go really big. And, uh, you know, we're wanting to have babies, and so our life is going to be really shifting here um, in the next few years. You know, the kids are getting older, so we decided to just give this one our all, and I put together a step-by-step, clue-by-clue, real amazing race, complete with, like, pretend opponents and everything. (laughs) Physical challenges. Physical challenges. They have to... um, yeah, figure out the navigation. They have to figure out, you know, where we're going based on these clues. It's just like the show. So anyway, we're in the airport. We surprised them with the first two clues uh, yesterday. The first clue basically just said, welcome to the Amazing Race European Adventure. Only it was much more eloquent. It was really beautiful. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll read it later. But yeah, we can check it out later. Yeah, it's like european adventure and so they found out like oh my god we're going to europe and you know they're young and so it it took a minute for it to settle in right like (laughs) we did this whole video uh which you can check out and uh they were just so timid and shy about it but later we're like oh my god we're going to europe um and then the second one gave clues as to exactly where they're going so it said the flight number and then we're going to Frankfurt, Germany, and to meet at Ritter Hotel. And then the next 
the next clue will be revealed at Aroma Platz. So. Yeah, so it was like, hey, pack your bags, you're leaving to Frankfurt tomorrow. And so here we are, we're at our departure gate in the airport, just waiting for to board our flight. And uh, the kids are keeping busy on their iPhones. Yep, yep. And so, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So we'll be documenting our experience, and we literally don't know what's going to come. So Yeah, yeah. We'll- and they're feeling a little bit shy. So hopefully by the end of this, they'll be a little bit more talkative and... It's, we're, I think we're all still in shock. It's like, it feels so surreal. Yeah. Like, oh my God, we're actually going to be traveling around Europe with just backpacks. All we have are, are we each have a little Jansport backpack, um, a couple pairs of clothes. It's like super light traveling. This is the lightest I've ever traveled. We traveled almost this light to Iceland and it felt good. And so I, I was able to deepen in my minimalism and pare it down even more. <laughs> feels good. Yeah. So we'll be checking back in with you uh, when we land in Frankfurt. All right, bye. So this is officially day one of our amazing race, European Adventure. Which is crazy because this one day has felt like it's been like 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's so much stuff. So we arrived, we landed in Frankfurt at about noon, Frankfurt time? Yeah, one o'clock. We were about an hour delayed and uh, we flew through, through the, the night, night which yeah. is always an interesting thing. So, I mean, the red-eye flight... Uh, and then it was really tough to get comfortable on the plane, but we managed to get some sleep. And, uh, I think this is probably the longest flight the kids have ever been on and they were amazing. Yeah. 10 hours, 10 hour flight. Yeah. We had lots of snacks and lots of movies. Yeah. Good time. And, uh, right away the Frankfurt airport's kind of interesting because you get off the plane onto the tarmac. The tarmac, yeah. And it's hot. Super hot. It's summertime. And then you get right onto a big tram bus that is packed like sardines with so many people in it. Luckily, we didn't really experience the European funk just yet. And for those of you that don't know, the European funk is when it gets really hot in Europe, uh, the Europeans are notorious for not, uh having adequate deodorant coverage and so everywhere you go in the museums and the public transit especially is like the european funk comes out <laughs> yeah, i think that's a good thing yeah yeah i'm into it but yeah we we're so packed in there and then it was a pretty wild bumpy ride you had to hold on for dear life we on almost that couldn't thing. get in we had to like squish ourselves in right and then a few other people squished in after us laughing hysterically right yeah we got a we got a cab to our hotel, which was the cab was driver was the most silent, stoic cab driver I've ever had. And it was probably the nicest cab I've ever been in. It's like this beautiful Mercedes with like all the like under blue lighting everywhere. I mean, it was like real slick. Real nice Mercedes Benz. But the guy pretty much didn't say a single word. I just showed him the uh, address, and he just drove there in silence. Pretty erratic, and some honking happened, but silent. Yeah. And then we got to our location. The girls were able to find on the GPS 
how to get to the Ritter Hotel. I mean, I was so proud of him. This is exactly what the Amazing Race is all about, is like learning to develop these valuable life skills. I mean, this is like better than college in my opinion oh yeah <laughs> like how, knowing how to navigate a big city and get from point a to point b like there's people that are too afraid to leave their apartment and can't do that so uh yeah they got us to the ritter hotel which is a beautiful kind of bavarian style yeah. real quaint part of town oh was... and like cobblestones yeah. and it was amazing yeah and then it didn't look very open we couldn't really figure out what was going on so yeah, i had to like call which door to go in yeah there was no clear like entrance even and so i had to call the uh hotel manager and he's like okay well wait there for 10 minutes i'll be right there <laughs> and then he gets there and he showed up on a bicycle on a bicycle with all the recycling and was ex- yeah he had like giant garbage bags of recycling strapped to the handlebars <laughs> and like <laughs> so many back. bottles yeah and then we go in, and it's just like the, I mean, it's like very classic Europe. You know, the big cinder block stone walls and, you know, Bavarian uh, wood striping. It was... Tiny it, little office. So charming. I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. But and then he, he looks up a reservation and he's like, um, your room isn't ready because the housekeeper went home because she had a headache. So we want to put you in this other hotel across town. And we're like, yeah, but is it as charming as this? And he's like, well, it'll be better for the kids. Yeah. We'll stay up late here partying in bars. And we're like, yeah, but like our kids have walked Bourbon Street. Like, I'm sure it's fine. And he said, no, no, it will be better for the kids. Um, and we're like, yeah, but do you want us to pay more? Because there's like all these language barriers and stuff. And he's like, no, no, same price. Same price. And I'll get you a cab and, and I'll, I'll pay for a- the cab. So we're like, okay, great. And he's like, this is a this is a two-star hotel. That one's a three-star hotel. It's way better. Much better. Better part of town. Better part of town. Better for the kids. It's a family. And so anyway, he tried to get us in this cab. He called a cab. <laughs> and the second cab driver was crazy. Yeah, he was pretty crazy. So there's all this back and forth German bantering. We don't know what's going on. I'm I'm deciphering by through body language and reading the energy, and I'm like, okay, everybody, this is what they're saying. And vigorous hand gestures. Vigorous hand gestures, because the the hotel manager was going to ride across town with us in the cab, and the and the cab driver saying, no, there's only room for four people. You can not everybody will fit, and like basically, I don't want to get in trouble. And he looks at the kids. He's like, yeah, but they're little kids. And I had thought he'd said, you know, like Merritt could sit on Daniel's lap or something. And the and the cab driver was like, no, no, adamant. No, that is no, that's not okay. And so he took us. We he put all of us in a cab. He hands a cab driver a uh, ten euro, and he's like, "I'll just follow you on my bicycle." <laughs> right. Which, meanwhile, he ends up beating us there, beating right. us to the next hotel. And then he said that he's done this many times, where he sent people across town. It's always seven euro. Well, we get pull up, and the guy is so pissed. He's like beating the the <laughs> center console, beating, honking the steering wheel, beating the steering wheel. The kids are just like WTF because the bill was like eleven euro ten cent. So he's like, "There's still one euro ten, and one euro ten. He's like, "You have euro?" And then Daniel's like, "No, I have a card." And he's just like, "Ah!" Oh! Like yelling and like saying things in German and maybe swearing. I don't know. And then he turns really aggressively and looks at me in the back seat. Merritt's sleeping on my shoulder. He's like, "You have euro?" And I'm like, "No, we just we came just from got the off airport. the airport. You know, we just got off the so airport." So he runs Daniel's car. He bangs on the center console some more. Liberty and I are just like, "What?" So making eyes at each other. And then uh, we just kept the, the ten euro and. Well, we worked it all out. We yeah, worked it, it all out. It was so crazy. But that dude was really intense. And then we're sitting outside for probably like 10 minutes or so. And then our hotel manager comes out and he's like, where have you been? Why? Right. I've been here for I've so long waiting for so you. I've been here for so long. And he's all sweaty. Because <laughs> he 
rode his bike in the heat. Oh my god. And then he t- basically we tell him what happened with the cab driver. He's like, that man's no good. He's that a man bad is man. not good. He's a bad man. It's always seven year old. And yeah. So then we get in our room and we're like, hmm, not quaint. Not charming, very sterile, not enough beds. <laughs> Three beds, four people. It's sort of like a hostel situation. There um, are tall ceilings, maybe excessively so. Excessively tall ceilings. Uh, Liberty's had a really great time opening the windows, though, because they're like French doors, and so it feels very regal. And uh, I'm like, we gotta get this this girl some real French doors. Yeah, yeah and then uh, we went out and just see the city. Oh, man, we... Uh... I'm in love with Frankfurt, Germany. That's I wish really we could great. stay longer, but the Amazing Race is taking us elsewhere. We walked down to Romerplatz. Yeah, because that's where the the clue told us to go. So all we all the kids had was the flight number, the time we left, the hotel we were staying at slash not staying at, and then where to get the next details for the next leg of the race. Yeah, and so it said go to Romerplatz and find your next clue. So we did, and it's such a beautiful place. I love place. it. I love it. There's like Bavarian buildings from like the from 1500. Yeah. Various ones built in like 1500, like 15, 1541. Yeah, right? and then again in like 1800. Yeah. Oh, and just the cobblestone again with the beautiful and like um, the, the center fountain and yeah. the old cathedrals, cafes everywhere, church bells ringing oh, everywhere. I, I about cried when the church bells were ringing when we were walking up. I just was like, "Yes, I love it! I love it!" And so then we looked up, and what do you know? There was a yellow envelope. There she was this with the yellow amazing race on it. And so we've gotten some of that on on video as well. So be sure to check that out. Uh, and here, I'm going to read you what the, what the kids opened. Um, it says, Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to board flight number 1394, Luf, Luf, how do you say it again? It's just like it spelled, Lufthansa. 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 <laughs> Air at 10.05 a.m. direct to Prague, Czech Republic. Once you've made your way to Prague, go to this address. There you will find a list of tasks. The first team to accomplish four of these tasks will receive a clue about the next destination. Warning, the last one to check in may be eliminated. Oh my gosh. So, now all of a sudden we know that... We're going to Prague. And so Daniel and I, of course, are freaking out. The kids are like, where the hell is Prague? And so now we have all this research to do. Yeah. Yeah. Super exciting. And, uh, yeah, we went and explored the city more. Went to a super old cathedral... Yeah, that, that was, was really, really beautiful. beautiful. They were about to start mass, and the bells were ringing, and the priest was walking in with his robes, and all the choir kids were coming in. And yeah, and then we went over to uh, this beautiful bridge across across the Rhine River, and there's the Lovelock Bridge. So it's the uh, Eiserner Steg footbridge. It's very cool. All the way across the bridge is like love locks you know people write their initials and even more they have photos on them yeah that's a new thing they have things engraved all kinds of stuff like you know their year they got married or whatever just covering the whole bridge so like thousands and thousands of padlocks all over the bridge Mm -hmm. there's an accordion player in the center it was so magical It is a really beautiful city. Beautiful city. It's really clean. It's, yeah. it's a clean city for how big it is. In a cool juxtaposition of the antiquity, the really old 1500s buildings with like glass and steel skyscrapers. 
Mm-hmm. A block away. Lots of public art. Um, lots of boating on the river. Yeah. People hot-dogging it up and down the street in Ferraris and Ducatis. So many. I think Liberty counted like three Ferraris and a Lamborghini and a, all kinds of stuff. And then we just laid in a park for a while and slept. I passed Right by the out. river for so long. It was so nice. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Liberty was even saying that it's so interesting because when we were in that park, it felt like we were just in any city. It was hard to really remember or tell where where exactly we were. But, you know, when you're in the heart of, like, Romerberg Plaza, it feels so Bavarian. It's like, no, without a doubt, you're in Frankfurt, Germany. So, yeah, just feeling that, that all cities are the same and they're very different. Yeah, and finding uh, finding some vegan eats was a little interesting with the Bavarian <laughs> Bavarian food. Everything's all about the schnitzel, and like we went up to a couple of the restaurants in Romerberg Plots, and like every single menu item was like lamb, beef, more dead animals, and like weird parts that I hadn't even really kind of cuts that I hadn't heard of. Yeah, yeah. But on our walk back to our lovely accommodations tonight, we found a little vegan bakery. That's going to be our breakfast tomorrow. Yeah. So it's been a very full day. It's been awesome. I do wish we had more time in Frankfurt, but Prague is calling. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back at the Frankfurt airport tomorrow, which yeah. one of my buddies said that the Frankfurt airport is the coolest one he's ever seen. And we didn't get to really experience it because we came in and then, you know, they kind of put you right through customs and back out the door. So They have like a yoga studio. Yeah, they have like a yoga studio and like silent chairs and playgrounds. And so I'm actually a little bit excited to check out the Frankfurt Airport tomorrow. Yeah, and we've really pushed ourselves to the max. You know, we've we ha- none of us have really slept in about two days. And the kids have been traveling a bunch prior to this trip as well. So it's nice to, you know, get showered and be in a bed and wake up really refreshed. We're, we're on Frankfurt time now. We're on Europe time. Yeah, Prague, we're coming for you. Mm-hmm. See you tomorrow. busy full day. Day two, Monday. Mm-hmm. We woke up really early in Frankfurt, Germany, and uh, we had a plane to catch. But we but we had scouted out this really great vegan restaurant, or it had a vegan sign on it. So Like big one-foot-tall yellow letters that said vegans. So we're like, okay, we got to go back yeah, here tomorrow. Yeah, we dropped a pin on it, and we headed back over, and it was only a few-minute walk from our hotel that we were staying at. The door said that they opened at 7, but then a Google listing said they opened at 7.30. So we ended up waiting for half an hour, and we had to do something with our time. So we played Uno. Yeah! Mm-hmm. So for all you listeners out there, that is Merit. The voice of the most beautiful Merit. Thank you. <laughs> How and old are you, Merit? I'm nine. How do you feel about playing Uno on the streets of Frankfurt early in the AM? Kind of tired. Yeah, but pretty fun. And yeah. then we got to have a delicious breakfast. Yep. Uh, Daniel and I had some like veggie paninis, and you guys had what? Some yummy toast, like fresh baked bread. We saw it coming in. Liberty we was like it. so excited to see the the fresh bread getting delivered early in the morning, and yeah, they sliced it on a machine. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we. 
decided to get adventurous and take the subway mm-hmm. to or the, the metro, airport. as the, the me- Europeans call it. Yeah, the underground. The underground metro, uh, which we're a little bit like, ah, you know, we don't speak the language. It's kind of challenging to navigate, but it ended up being really great and uh, got us straight to the airport. And we got on our plane just in time. It was a quick hour-long flight. Um, they gave us the most delicious, what was that? It was like a marbled vanilla chocolate cake. Mary's mm-hmm. shaking her head, yes. <laughs> And then our host, well... Our host arranged to have somebody pick us up. So we're staying at an Airbnb. And uh, the cool thing that we found about staying at the Airbnbs is it's so much more personal than the hotels. So our host... For a fraction of the price, really. I think we paid more per night to be in our kind of... Our stark, disappointing Frankfurt hotel. hotel. It was just white. Yeah, and really high ceilings and echoey. Like a concrete box. Mm -hmm. And had a really... Tiny computer-looking thing. Tiny yeah. TV. How do you feel about our flat that we're in now? It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really nice juxtaposition of old and new. Like, there's these really ornate mirrors and chandeliers. And, and it has a better bathroom. Oh, my gosh. There's a steam shower. We're, yeah. like, it's so luxurious. There's a really cool aesthetic where, like Rachel says, they mix the old and new. There's, like, some tile work that almost looks like exposed stone or brick. And, there's... and then the glass mm-hmm. wall. Yep. Yeah, there's a whole glass wall for the bathroom. And then those super modern chairs. Yeah. The acrylic chairs. Yeah, so, I mean, we got here, and oh gosh, I I feel like none of us were still quite acclimated to Europe Europe time. We'd, we'd had a chance to kind of ease our way in, but I crashed. I passed out for a few hours. Me, yeah, I almost did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you guys were doing. I was sleeping the whole time. <laughs> but yeah, I was playing on my phone and downloading games. Sounds about right. Dad. And I took advantage of that steam shower. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, then we then I woke up and we all got ready and we were like, all right, we have a few more hours left in the day. Let's go see what Prague is all about. And we didn't really know because we had our we had our amazing race clue. Yep, we found the clue number two. Clue was number here two. When we got here, and it listed several things. Oh, it was clue number oh. three, actually. Actually, clue number four. My, yeah, clue number four. So yeah, I actually have it right here. I'll read it to all of you listeners. It says, it says, welcome to Prague, Czech Republic. This list of tasks must be completed by all your team members. Remember, once you accomplish four, you will receive a clue about the next destination. <laughs> have fun and work together. What are some of these ones that it says, Merritt? Um, Charles Bridge. Yeah, Old Town Hall, Old Town the Hall. Palace, the Prague Castle, Petron Tower, St. Vitus Cathedral, Nicholas Church, and Loretta... St. Bar- Nicholas. St. Nicholas Church. And then Loretta Baroque Basilica. So we were like, well, okay, with our short amount of time that we have, what can we go see? So we decided just to get down into Old Town. And check it out. We didn't really even know if we would end up seeing any of them. We just kind of headed out into the city. Right. To really complete the amazing race, we have to check off four of these. But then we thought, well, let's like look online and see what else there is that we could do. And Daniel found Legoland. Oh, the Lego Museum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they made huge faces. Huge faces with ice cream cones. But before we even got to the museum, though, we had to stop at H&M because Rachel needed a bikini because she didn't bring <laughs> one of her dozen <laughs> bikinis from home. Because I conveniently forget, forget to bring my bathing suit in most places I go. That happened when we went to Hawaii, and then we went... And I was like, oh, Probably great. multiple I, times. I get to go to the bikini hut and pick out a few. So yeah, anyway, I got a bathing suit. Oops! Forgot my bikini again. Just Merit added helped me to pick out a cute hot pink one. 
And then they forgot their ma- makeup as well. Yeah. Yep. We got all the stuff. Yep. We got the things. And then we went to Legoland. Lego Museum. Oh. Lego Museum was pretty cool. Maybe not quite as grand and impressive as it could have been, but it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. They had like every single... Like every Lego kit, kit. that has ever been made. They ever. had a whole floor that was all Star Wars, which I'm glad that I finally saw a Star Wars movie. So I was like, oh yeah, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> but you only saw... Like, the newest one. Well, whatever. Now I know what a stormtrooper is. Good. Yeah. I'm in the loop. Um, and the kids, we got to see this giant head, which Daniel said, it, tell about it. Oh, there's this huge head Face? sculpture. This big bust of a Franz Kafka. And it is segmented up into all these, like, pancake slices, kind of, of a head. Picture a head sliced up into pancake slices. And then, I think... Sometimes this head rotates and spins itself around, but the pieces go in different directions, so it like disam- disambiguates and then reforms. Mm-hmm. Which we later found out was the head of Kafka. Yeah. So, so it was really beautiful. It's a face, and then it turns, and it's not a face, and then it goes back into it comes a face. comes back into a face. Right. Yep, you got it. But we didn't get to see it rotate today, but it's quite an impressive statue. I think it only rotates in the morning. Mm-hmm. Possibly. And I think that some of the really amazing things about traveling is that, like, you you know, I have my Pinterest board and I have this list of all the, the hot, you know, sites to see. And then I, yeah, all the hot spots. And then here we are in Prague and all of a sudden we're walking down the street and we see the dancing house. And it's like, oh, yeah, I pinned that. And Daniel's like, this is, like, world famous. And, and then we... Yeah, it wasn't even a destination. Right. I just, like, knew it, it was like there. It was moving. And we were just walking around and turned the corner. Boom, dancing house. And mm-hmm. Same with the Kafka head. Like, right when I turned the corner, I was like, oh, I've seen this thing. I know this thing right. is famous. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, there's just so much, like, really quirky art that's woven into the beautiful buildings and the beautiful architecture. Like, like Merritt, remember those um, umbrella people? Oh, yeah. You, I, weren't, you spotted them first, I think. You were like, I look, there's a guy. I saw the guy first. You saw the girl. Yeah. Yeah, there's these sculptures. They look like bronze, like big heavy sculptures suspended from a wire up above the street. On a real umbrella. Of a man holding an umbrella like he's getting flown away by the umbrella right, but like it's Mary like Poppins. up in the air yeah and kind of swaying and there's a the lady breeze. also and there's a lady also and then down the street from that is a giant fly like probably a one story the, like the size of a car like oh, a big yeah, Volkswagen big up on it's like an you old could house. drive it yeah mm-hmm. you could drive the fly and oh my gosh the architecture in Prague it's like nothing I've ever seen it's a fairy tale but and you it, said they needed to get pressure washed. Yeah, some parts of of Prague really are just filthy. Dirty. Not like garbage, but like just dirt. Oh, dirt. like 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 old 400 years old. of dirt caked onto these buildings. Yeah, like and it all like just needs a, dust. a pressure washer. Mm-hmm. But the the closer and closer we got to Charles Bridge, the nicer everything got. And uh, we saw this big, so we started castle Right. Things. We're like, well, I mean, we did Old Town. We still have time left in the day. Let's go check out Charles Bridge, which is amazing. Charles Bridge is really I could kick great. it on Charles Bridge for hours, and have probably. A and have a picnic, which we did because we were so hungry. We were starting to get a little hangry, and our feet were hurting, and my hip was hurting, and we were getting a little, like... The troops were getting restless. The troops were getting restless. So we stopped, which is another thing that I saw on my Pinterest board, and was like, oh my god, now we get to do this. This is amazing. Where? Is they have these big... Like shish kebab sticks oh, with yeah, these the, the, sort of accordion potatoes. Weren't those good? And they, we got corn also. And we got corn also. It was delicious corn. <laughs> Finally. 
finally catch up. Yeah, we had a whole time without it. And the potatoes were, in parts, were like a potato chip, and then other parts was like a salt. baked, baked potato. potato. Kind of, yeah. it, was a, it was a good melding. We put all the salt on it. Mm-hmm. And we ate that right in front of Charles Bridge. Making me hungry. Mm-hmm. And there are just, there are so many statues in Prague. Like, all the buildings have statues all From over the them. From the 1500s. Yeah. There was one that was really creepy. There yeah. was some very intense religious iconography on Charles Bridge. That was the... like our go-to word. It started to really annoy teen- Teenage Liberty. She was like, could you maybe come up with another word than intense? And I was like, Prague is so extreme. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was intense because you have these like gothic buildings. So there's yeah. like huge spires. And they have this huge... crazy bridge with this rushing river. Bell towers going off everywhere. Yeah, oh yeah. And then cathedrals. Look, their feet were like... And the statues are gigantic and they're all caked with black. So, I like mean, it's very and like, eerie really and looming. And, and they like, all are like getting stabbed and like crucified, crucified and... and and put in jail. And put in jail and, like, the getting shot with arrows. They're really... There was I mean, a that's lamb. the word. I can't really think of any other word than intense. And, Daddy, um, their feet were like, jumbo! And yes. then, so we're there, and the clock, the bell tower's going off, and it's starting to become dusk. And, and then a, a storm a comes storm in. A storm is a-brewing, and it's just, like, popping off with, like... We didn't bring any ions. hoods. No, no. And so then we're getting wind blown and the rain. I wore my jacket and yours. Mm-hmm. One oh, on my head. One, and then something else that we experienced that was very body. unique to Prague, something I've never seen anywhere else, the beggars. Oh, wow. The style of the, beggars What's here? that called? Postulating? Post- Pro- prostrate. Prostrate, yeah. They're like lying prostrate on the ground. So there are no beggars they asking have. you for anything. They don't have signs asking for anything. They're not like... Give me money. <sighs> no, not at all. <laughs> but they do this thing... Where they just like kneel on, on the cobblestone streets and then like kneel laying on down onto their forearms, holding a little cup in their hands. And or they just a like hat. or a hat. And, and they, they just, just kind of stare down. down at the ground. They're not looking they around dogs. at anybody. Sometimes they have dogs. And, and they're not like crackheads or like junkies not like, or Give me money. drunks. Yeah, they're not all creepy like how they are in the US or in <laughs> other parts of the world. I mean, they're just there's a part of it that is like it was almost like they took vows of poverty. It's almost like there's a a sacredness or like a meditative quality a very meditative um it seems almost honorable yeah it's so interesting because they're not harassing or bothering anybody they're just there and they're like in their own world it's not like they're just slouched up against something drinking a beer they're just like kneeling on the hard ground yes very like a devout like and still and prayerful humble and uh and like please there's a feel that is that it, they're almost in gratitude it's like, like please thank and you. thank you and please and thank you like on repeat so it's really interesting i mean i gotta like really hand it to them yeah like if you're yeah. gonna do it like it just has a whole it's different a, energy it's a powerful f- form of of beggar yeah <laughs> interesting thing i would never seen anywhere mm-hmm. else and on the other side of the bridge was just drawing us in deeper and deeper and deeper we wanted so to go even farther into where the castle, castle and everything was. But it was so late, and the storm was really picking up, and we knew that we didn't have time to do all of that stuff, and we're like, well, we got to put it off for, for tomorrow or the next day. And so, Oh, and then we got, to see, uh, we got to see a great, amazing sight, too, as it started to get dark. We were starting to walk back home, and it was getting a little uh, later, and we were getting into some tighter cobblestone mm-hmm. streets, 
And we saw the torch lamps get oh, lit. Oh, that was so the cool. That was like going back in time. There was a man that his whole job was to drive around and then take a long stick and pull these chains and light the torch lamps mm-hmm. all the way around the city. It was really it cool. Was brilliant. I mean, everywhere was just like breathtaking in the night. And... and we would turn every corner and be like, are you kidding me? Like, whoa, look at that. Whoa, look at that building. Oh my God, look at this shop. Because there's, there's not really even any alleys. It's just streets and then buildings as tall and as far as you can see you're like kind of going through these caverns yeah and there's no spaces between the buildings so they all run right into each other and uh kind of change facade and color but there's no gaps in between and everything looks like a fairy tale it looks like cinderella everywhere we go uh, liberty was just in a, a amazing musical and she was one of the leads she was one of the wicked stepsisters and Took the show. Took the show. And so being here with all the castles and the bridges and the squares and everything, it's like, the prince is giving a ball. The prince is giving a ball. Yeah, we sing that Prince every Alexander, time. Cornelius Vermilion. Maybe she'll sing it for us later. <laughs> uh, Liberty's been here silent the whole time, by the way, just saying. She is here with Hi. us. Hi. Hey, that's Liberty. Yeah. How old are you, Lib? I'm 13. Are you having a fabulous time? Fabulous time. (laughs) Good. So, yeah, you'll hear more from the kids and more from us. And we caught a cab home, and Daniel made us a beautiful pasta dinner. And uh, we stayed up really, really late. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the cab, um, it got us there really quickly. It did, Merritt, yes. This cab driver was so good. And just in our first day in Prague, I realized in looking at the maps and stuff on Google Maps... Some cities are built like a grid, right? Like a lot of cities are kind of gridded out. Prague is like a spider web. It is so... Like everywhere you turn, you think you can just turn and go down and it'll only go for a few blocks and be a dead end. And you have to turn again, it'll go a few blocks and be a dead end. And it's a, it's just a really elaborately laid out city. So this cab driver, I showed him the address one time. Once. I just said, oh, do you know where this is? He goes, mm, yeah. And he just <laughs> got us there so directly... You know, because sometimes you don't really trust the cab drivers. They take, like, weird long ways, and they do some other things. But this sometimes guy just, like, they don't really know where they are. This dude just got us there. He was really efficient. Mm-hmm. So he got a good and tip. And really sweet. Yeah, he got a great tip. I passed yeah. out, so I didn't know if he was really sweet. I know. I, every, you you fell asleep any time we got anywhere, and we'd have to shake you. In the like, car. Merit, merit, merit. In any car. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just out of our, sleep on your shoulder. Out of our cab drivers so far, he was my favorite. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, it's late. It's super late. It's almost 1 a.m. Yep. Time to go to bed. Rachel and I almost had a boxing match. Yeah, we got got tired and irritated. Yep. But it's all good. We were just laying in bed and you guys were, like, talking. (laughs) Yeah, well, couples will do that sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big gonna... day tomorrow. More of Prague to see. We want to see everything. We want to see it all. You could spend a month just in this city alone. Oh my gosh. Really? So a lifetime. I a think lifetime. longer than a month. I know. I mean, how would you even... How would you see everything? Know what's in all these buildings. And how would you try everything? It's amazing. Let's tuck ourselves into bed. I can't we'll... believe I stayed up this late. <laughs> I usually fall asleep all over the place. <laughs> hey, you were in Frankfurt this morning. Yeah. All right. All right. See you tomorrow. Night, night.
welcome back to day three, Tuesday, on the Amazing Race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and today was epic. Sure was. We stayed up so late last night that we finally, oh I think, my gosh, kind of tried to acclimate back to into European time. We all were just like went to probably another dimension and were completely out for twelve hours. Yeah, I woke up around noon. And was like, oh my gosh. And so I tended to myself because I figured I'd let everybody sleep a little bit longer and it kind of takes me a while in the morning. I have to do my cleanses and I wanted to use the steam shower. So I steamed and cleansed and did all my stuff. And then finally at 1.30, I was like, you guys, they were all just like logs. I'm like, hey, everybody, it's 1.30. Like everything's going to close Wake in like up. three hours. Let's go. So yeah, we ate breakfast and uh, we got ready for the day. Daniel yeah. and I got to connect and sort out some other emotional tensions between <laughs> us. <laughs> From last night. From last night, I know. And then we took our first Metro experience in Prague. Yeah. It's right yeah. out the Prague subway. So the very first subway experience that the kids ever had was in Frankfurt, and then we got to do it again in Prague. It took us a while to figure out how to get the money and the tickets and all of the stuff. It was all really like... It's a whole system that is not very self-explanatory. No, or English-friendly. Or English. <laughs> Which is great. I mean, I feel like Americans and English speakers go elsewhere in the world and are arrogant enough to think that everybody ought to speak English. Oh, we're so lucky. And we're so really, really lucky. lucky because they actually do. And so I got to ask a few people, do you speak English? Could you please help us? And then we, we, we didn't have enough change and they didn't have anywhere to make change. And so we went to this little store. And then she, we were like, could you make change? And she was like, She's like, I sell ticket. I sell ticket. We're like, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. And she helped us decipher the very complicated multi-tiered pricing system. Yeah. Based we on only if you're had a child one, or... We only had one adult ticket. Right. And we needed three more. Yeah. Yeah. So we got two children tickets and one more adult ticket, plus the one that we'd purchased with all the rest of our coins. Yep. And uh, we got on the subway, and we ended up down in, what, like, Old Town again? Yeah. And this time, we got to see the astronomical clock, which is another one of those, like, yay, Pinterest finds. It's a wonder. It's, it's a so wonder. miraculous. You could just stare at this thing forever, but it was, there were so many people. It and was it quite crowded. it would always change. It was quite, quite crowded today. But so the astronomical clock has the different seasons changing. It shows where the sun is in any house of the... Astrology. Uh, astrological cycle, yeah. yep. And then it has a big wheel that seems like it has 365 different days on it that it would I change through the day. I saw 365. <laughs> it had it a lot huge. of them. It was huge. I mean, there, were, there was a door that you could go in that like people would go up to and probably you know, work on all the mechanics inside of the clock. Yeah. Huge attraction. I mean, the place was packed. I guess it's a real um, pickpocket area. Yeah, yeah. That whole old town square that we were in, that the astronomical clock is in, full of people, full of different buskers and performers. There was a stage with like a weird men. jazz band. With a big screen. There were two gold men. Yeah. And the people dressed up in old timey clothes. Oh yeah, and they were the playing trumpets. like yeah, and like the, the old timey minstrel band. Right. Right. Like what would be a picture in like wartime? Yeah. Almost like the, the drums and the trumpet and the... A little piccolo or something? Yeah, yeah, right. Very classic. There was like a fire juggler. There was all this stuff. And then a guy came up to us and was like, 
Hey, you want to uh, ride a Segway? I picked one of the girls. Yeah, more in the accent, though. Do your do your. Oh, show. my Czech accent? <laughs> w- would you like to ride Segway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Merritt, of course, is always the bravest. Like, when we went to Canada, she was the first to go ziplining every single time. Not every single time. Almost. But and so mostly. she, of course, was the first one to show us all how to use a Segway. Because he asked me first. Which has been kind of on a bucket list. Yeah. Like, I said a, I wanted to do it when list. I first saw it. We've yeah. been looking at them, but kind of clowning on them, too. Oh, every time I see them, look at those ridiculous things. Ugh. <laughs> those people can't even walk. We got hot chocolate. Meanwhile, I'm really wanting to try it. <laughs> and so we all rode a Segway around. Not very far, but we tried it out. We rode it around in Old Town Square. They're really is... sensitive. For those of you that have never tried a Segway, it's like you barely lean forward, and the thing's like, pew, and you barely lean back, and it's like, and then starts going in reverse, and then a gentle touch to the right, gentle touch to the left, and you're doing circles. So, I mean, it reads and calibrates your body language really, really well. And, uh, oh yeah, Merritt was talking about hot chocolate. We got hot chocolate, and what are those things called, girls? The turtleneck. The turtle. Tur- we call it a turtleneck. <laughs> turtle there's this awesome, there's this awesome Czech, like, pastry thing that is a round, flaky... I tube. It's a tubular pastry. It'd be like if you wrapped if you wrapped um dough around like pastry dough. Yeah, around a pipe. Yeah, and then rolled it in cinnamon and sugar. And then sometimes they like fill them up with whipped cream in a big cup. Yeah, or people were putting um, they put a bottom on them and people would put ice cream in them and they'd have strawberries and blueberries and chocolate. Yeah, the hazelnut chocolate. And uh, bananas. I mean, of course I you name it, they would that. put it in this turtleneck and then you could just eat it. But the thing is spelled like T-R-D-L-N-E-K. E-K. And so we call it a turtleneck. <laughs> turtleneck? <laughs> I guess, turtleneck. how else do you say that? Turtleneck. Turtleneck. <laughs> I don't know. And, uh, and then we made our way to the gallery of art, Prague. Which oh my gosh. Daniel and I saw a poster for and we were like, oh hell yes, we have got to go. Um, it was... Get uh, this lineup. Get this exhibition. Salvador Dali. Dali. Alphonse Mucha. Ah! And Andy Warhol. <laughs> oh my gosh. So he started bawling. one exhibition, there were tears. <laughs> there were tears. In one gallery, one exhibition, and you could pay for each one individually you if you chose. But we went in all and three. And each one had their own floor, so it was a whole floor of Dali and a yep. whole floor of Mucha and Warhol. And so these three real artistic pioneers, you had Salvador Dali, who was like the predominant surrealist. Yes. Started surrealism and was really iconic. And really prolific. All of these artists were very prolific with their amount of work that they Mm -hmm. generated, too. And then... They did, like, these huge pictures. Alphonse Mucha, which is the... He was Art Nouveau. Like, when you think of Art Nouveau, it is Alphonse Mucha. And then you have Andy Warhol, who... And created pop art and made pop art a thing. We, so we got to have a talk with the kids about what each of these artists meant and what they contributed to the world and how even with Andy Warhol, like even if you're not the hugest Warhol fan, you can see his contribution and like how he's influenced culture. You know, it was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And most of them were told they weren't any good. Like Muka, you know, tried to get into the Czech fine arts uh, school. Yeah, Col- the school, of, of, school of, yeah, the College of Fine Arts, School of Fine Arts. And they rejected him, and they were like, better look for another job, buddy. 
And he was like, oh, JK, I'm going to go to Paris. And then blew up just like a year later. And, and then, they had to and be then selling job after job after job. What? And they had to be selling his pictures there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's right. And then he ended up designing a lot of Czechoslovakian currency. And stamps. And stamps, yeah. And menus. And, I mean, you name oh, it. Oh, yeah, the menus. He, he made it. Like, jewelry. He has a huge jewelry collection, big headdresses, and lamps. I love that vase. Yeah. vases. Really beautiful. It was it was stunning. It was really breathtaking. And it was so cool to see the three different styles. Because, right, right like, Salvador... Very splashy, loose, dreamy, sketchy. Verging on vulgar at times, yes. even. Yes, very raw. Yeah. Like, kind of unrefined mm-hmm. and unashamed of it. Mm-hmm. Just like when you go up close, there are a bunch of scribbles, and when you step back, it's like a whole amazing thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then moving from that to Alphonse Mucha, who's so detailed and it's just, just so, like, beauty. clean. It's clean, 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 polished lines. Beautiful design, beautiful fonts. And so picture this. We are in the middle of the Mucha exhibit, and there's these windows that open up to the courtyard uh, where the astronomical clock is, and the, <laughs> and, and the beautiful church towers, and the, all the people. You can Thousands hear all the hustle and bustle of the crowd below. And it's just us. There's nobody else in this gallery room. And we're looking out over the whole city, and we're all together, and we're so in love, and we just start, Daniel just starts crying, and then I start crying, and the kids are just like, oh, wow. It was, it was magical. It was amazing. A really magical moment. Yeah. Are you going to start crying now? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and there was a great balcony, like a... Like a rooftop garden kind of thing, so we got to go out there and hang out. And it was a long way down. Yeah, and then we took the elevator back down, the old-fashioned elevator. Walked a bunch more. Yeah, we walked all the way back to Charles Bridge again. And a totally different scene today. Totally Went all different. all the way across. And we really hurried across. Liberty was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that we get to just like zoom by, because there were like a million people there. Yeah. Yesterday, it was... It was like doable. There were yeah. it was no pretty sparse. Body. There weren't that. And many we could people. stop in front of the statues, take them in. The sun like... was setting, and it was sort of gray, and, and the rain. rain and the storm, yeah. and so people got really scared. A couple, oh, today that couple drops was... fell, and they got freaked out. But today it was packed. packed. You had yeah. to watch it. You had to hold on to everybody, throw some elbows, and there were like big tour groups going through and bunches. Yeah, so it was nice to do both. It was nice yeah. to take our time and, and look at every single. You saw them Statue. all with the flags. Like a bunch of people taking pictures. And like right. Everything. And stopping everything. all in your way. <laughs> and tons of uh, caricature artists it all lining like the bridge. It was like nonstop selfie sticks. Yeah, and it's like a selfie stick parade. Oh, yeah. You got to hold a dove. I got to hold the most beautiful white dove on the bridge. Yep. On Charles And it, bridge. it was just like... <laughs> with the tail feathers all fanned out. Yeah. It was beautiful. like a peacock... But not all those colors. Yeah, so we we kept going, and we made our way to uh, this restaurant that had been recommended to us. It's called Vegan's Prague. We hiked many, 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 many stairs. Uh, it's up on the very top floor of this building, and you just got to climb old, the stairs. building. And on some of the stairs, there are these little tiny windows that they would open so that you could get some air ventilation. And we had a beautiful meal and beautiful ambiance and... Ate all the food. All the food. And actually, the service was pretty good. I mean, yeah. che- the Czech Republic is known for, um, we've been told that they don't have very good service. 
that people just kind of like throw your food down and leave and you don't see them again. We've heard or this. Or they come back to take, or they come to take your order and you're like, oh, I don't know what I want yet. And, and then, then they just leave and they don't come back But the lady back that like came hour. back, because I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted. And then she came back. She was very nice. Yeah. She was very nice. Then we chose our next target, we our next our destination. Our yep. we, the, we, can, we, kinda, we, we We expel so much energy walking around and taking in the all the sights that it can be a lot. And so we're we're noticing that we need to eat more regularly, or we'll get we'll start like maybe elbowing people, or we start um, yeah getting a little pushy with each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you too. My whole my whole dad <laughs> joke is like, here's my meme. My kids, I'm so starving, takes three bites. I'm full, walks three steps. I'm starving, That's takes not three. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, anyway, then we made it all the way up to uh, Petron. Well, we hiked Petron Hill. Tower? Yeah. All the way to Petron Tower. And this is like the Eiffel Tower of Prague. And you it's at the top it. of this beautiful park. Speaking There's this big. Of Prague, how do you spell it? P. R A G U E, Prague. Petron Tower is at the very top of this big, huge park. There's a orchard that was part of a monastery. It was all just beautiful. And the views and the from views, there, of the mean, whole city, just they literally are breathtaking. Every time we you would could see, see them, the we just like, oh, wow. And we could see all the towers that we had been to earlier today. It looked like it was like a million miles away too. Yeah, so and far. They are. Well, but it All wasn't that roots. bad of walking, and yet when you look back at it, it's like, oh my gosh, we really came I a long way. I walked that long. So we went up this awesome Eiffel Tower structure. Yep, it does we, resemble the Eiffel Tower. Liberty like ran up it. I'm really impressed with her her stamina. Her there stair were climbing chairs, abilities. and then you just had to sit She was down. just like, pew, up to the top. Because it's like this spiral staircase that you walk all the way up, and when you pay your admission, it's like you pay extra if you want to use the elevator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. there's a discount for seniors. So it all works out. It all works out in the end. Yeah, so we got up there. We just, you know, had great panoramic views of the entire city. Mm-hmm. 360-degree views. Yeah, really amazing. Um, and then we came back down. What did we do after that? We went to the mirror maze. Mm-hmm. We went to the labyrinth, the mirror labyrinth. That was really fun. It was quite impressive, actually. Yeah. It was pretty w- amazingly well done. Beautiful. <laughs> You know, not like some cheesy fun house, like House of Mirrors. No, the woodwork was exquisite. Yeah, there were these gorgeous columns and pillars that then the mirrors were incorporated into them. And so it looked like you were just in this pillar room that extended forever in all directions. And then there's like duplicates of you and places you you don't expect. And you try to walk through this door, but it's actually a mirror. Yeah, Yeah. you slam into a few mirrors. Dad did that too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, super fun. I love the one that's next. And then I took this, uh, <laughs> I took possibly the most brilliant panorama selfie in the history of the world because you're in the House of Mirrors, and so taking a, a panorama, you could see me taking the photo from, like, five different angles in five different places. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. Yeah. Little I know what's next. Mindbender. What's next? The room. It was, this room was a real <laughs> fun house. Room. <laughs> All the mirrors made you look different. Some of them... Made, made you, you really, really and short, short, and some of them tall and skinny, and some and of them fat. made your head really, really big. Or like you'd melt into yourself from two different directions. <laughs> and some made you, like, your legs wavy, but you're still really tall. Yep. Yeah, and some made it so you just had a short legs and a really long body. 
And then we uh, we found this one that made us all super, like super short. Kind of wide. We were singing, We represent the lollipop girl, the lollipop girl, the lollipop girl. Yeah, it was funny. It was hilarious. Somebody got it on video. It was hilarious. And then at the very end of right when right when we got to the finale oh, of the no, song, not this part. Merritt like did a sliding, you know, rock and roll finale on her knees, like yeah, like jazz hands, and jazz all. hands. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> and then the uh, the attendant, this Czech lady, came in and told us a very long sentence, Firmly very and, long paragraph, and Czech. We had no idea what she was saying. And she kind of pointed at the ground and said a bunch of stuff, but not really to us directly. We have no clue what she said. We were just like, okay. It felt like we were in trouble, though. Yeah, we got scolded. And, and we didn't then, know why. And then right as we left that room, she was like, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we may have gotten kicked out of the Maze Museum. Right. For singing the Munchkin song. And then from there, we walked over to this tram. There's a interesting but it's tram. it's not really a tram. What's it more like? It's more like a gondola, but you're no. not flying. So picture a gondola that's attached to the a ground. Because when I was in Switzerland, when I rode up to the Alps, they were calling that same thing a gondola. Oh, even though it wasn't suspended. Right. Okay. So it's like a gondola, but on a track on the ground. Yeah. Like a train. It's like a slanted train. Very slanty. Yeah. What's that? What's that called? A parallelogram? No, it's a, no, that's not trapezoid. a trapezoid. A trapezoid? Yeah. The like this, Liberty. What's this called? That's parallelogram. Yeah. Oh. And a trapezoid, because a trapezoid is a parallelogram. No. Yeah, because they have parallel lines. But not all parallelograms are trapezoids. Yes. So the whole <laughs> yeah. bus is like a trapezoid or a parallelogram, whatever you want. Parallelogram, boom. It's it's weird to see. I can't even describe it. But the thing is like tilted on angles so as it's pointed down the seats are level and the floor is level but it goes in steps it's like a staircase bus no the floor isn't level we may or may not is have it? gotten on for free the system again <laughs> is a little convoluted so we have tickets to the transport system like forever we have permanent <laughs> passes to the Prague transportation system trains or trams or because anything. there's this like this Thing ticket. where you just like buy your tickets and then there's this like post that you put like, in your t- with the green thing. arrow, right? Yeah, that you're just supposed to like put your ticket in and and you don't get it back. I saw all of the people like putting in their tickets and I was like, hey, you guys. And then Rachel and I was like, hey, you guys, you could just put them in there. And Rachel was just like, uh, I don't know about that. Let's just go. <laughs> and then so we had them left over from the subway and then we didn't use them for the gondola thing. So we just still have them. We're figuring out the prog yeah. the prog subway system. Yeah, there's system. a language barrier. <laughs> so and like all the words on the things are like all check. Yeah, even though everybody was putting their tickets in, but not everybody did do that. So it was very because some of them you keep know. your ticket because you have time. You on pro- it. So yeah, you have a time allotment. So we had purchased thirty minute tickets, and then we had only taken like a fifteen minute ride. And then we, we got on the gondola me. for like four minutes. So I think we still have whatever that math <laughs> is left on these tickets. We're golden. Good. Probably get back into the city t- tomorrow. Oh man, yeah. Rode the, we subway, rode, rode the subway home, figured out our transfer. Yep, that was, um, and we're getting really good at it. Yeah. It like made total sense. There was never a moment where we were like, ah, what are we doing? It was very clear this time. So that felt good. Wait, not really, not really where we were going to stop. 
No, we no, figured it we out. Knew. We nailed it. We did? We got it. Yeah, we knew where we did our transfer. We knew where we were going. Uh, the only part that was kind of scary was when we got off the metro and we weren't really sure Daniel's phone was powering down. And it was, like, dark. Oh, I mean, it so was, like, n- like, nighttime in Prague ain't no joke. It's, like, going back, like, 300 years because there's... Depending on where you are, there's some no right. street like, lamps. Like, near the castle and all the other places, they have those really gorgeous um, gas lamps. gas lamps. But when you get out, then not every street has has lighting. And some of them are just, like, pitch black. I mean, you really get a feel for what it was like back in the day. We stopped at a little market, which the cool thing is, is that the mini market down the street on every street is a, there's a mini market, and they're like their own Open little twenty four hours. No, maybe I don't know not about that. that, but they all have their own. They're like a little grocery store, so we had tons of fresh produce, like strawberries and cherries. Yeah, and apples <laughs> and pickles. potatoes, garlic. I mean, anything that you need to make a dinner is at these these grocery stores. It's amazing. Yeah, we came home, made some food, recapped our day, and once again, it's like one in the morning, so... I know, and so now we gotta go to bed, because we're setting an alarm, and we're getting up at the crack, the butt crack. (laughs) (laughs) The butt crack of dawn. To go... (laughs) To go out into the city. and see everything. So, yeah, we've got a few things to do. Nighty night. We're excited. Good night. Welcome back to day four of the Amazing Race. It is Wednesday. <laughs> okay. I like it. It's good. No, it's good. No. <laughs> <laughs> so if you keep Wednesday. this on here, then you'll have it to remember, like when you're cutting, when you're like trimming it, it'll be funny. It'll Wednesday. even do today i don't know it you know what we did today really long we everything woke, we woke up at a decent hour we got right on the subway for the first time and we went ever to Prague castle not the first time on the Prague. subway first time getting up at a reasonable hour correct on our own first uh, time at Prague castle first not time me. At Prague i didn't castle. get up on my own no we had to shake you awake not really shake and wake shake and wake yeah we had a great breakfast it was quick and uh subway was fun we're pros now. And we went to Prague Castle. And we went to Prague Castle. Yeah, which we were sort of confused because there's the there's the palace and then there's all these cathedrals and, and then there's the castle. And then there, and so we kept being like, Where is Prague Castle? Well, I couldn't tell the difference between what is a castle and what is a palace. I mean I know that the royalty lives in the palace, but I also know they live in the castle, so it turns out that the castle is everything. The castle is like the big shops. wall surrounded by the moat with all the shops and all the workers and the palace and the cathedrals. And the that farmers. Whole... And, and everything. It's like the town. It's the town. The whole thing is the castle. It yeah. is. It's a city of its own. So we could see St. Vitus Cathedral. We've been looking at it since we've been at Prague. It mesmerized. It's this, it's this huge medieval Gothic church. And at night, it is completely and totally lit up, because you can see it from most of the city. Yeah, it's really really impressive. And then, uh, 
Yeah, we went through all the castle structures, and the first thing we saw was the St. Vitus Cathedral. And we were, like, just mesmerized, taking Gobsmacked. Pictures. You just walk right into the gate, like, kind of the entry gate, and then it just... All of a sudden, you're at the base of this thing that feels like it's 200 feet tall and, like, out of a whole nother world. So mm-hmm. medieval and wild. Your breath's taken. Your yeah. breath's taken, yes. <laughs> and there's so many people. So many people. So, took a bunch of photospheres. We went into the palace. Mm-hmm. You have a favorite thing about the palace? Is that beautiful? It's a beautiful yellow, and it's just all windows. It's sort of like a long rectangular building uh, with all windows. That's how I would assume. It had the big entry hall, the huge entry hall. Mm-hmm. You could definitely have a few parties there, dances and gatherings. Oh, and then it had a spiral staircase. Lots of them. Yep, and there was the uh, like the heraldry room. Where all of the different insignias, it's their crest. They're like insignia. Family was crest. Co- it's a coat, co- the coats of arms. Coat of arms, yes. Of all the different royal court was mm-hmm. painted all over the ceiling, like Everywhere. the Sistine Chapel. And then there were just words. And apparently that this palace had burned down a few times. So they would have all documentation of who owned what land, and all of that got destroyed. Then they restated a law that you could not own land unless you paid a certain amount of it in cash up front. And then that would ensure that you owned the land. Because otherwise they just had all these bills of sale that were sort of like on loan. Mm -hmm. And all the records burned down so they didn't know how much people owed for it anymore. And then you lost if the people actually owned the house. Yeah, you didn't know who owned what. It was very confusing. Like, some person could own this house, but you thought they owned another. And it burned down, like, thousands. I mean, it was something like 100,000 100, yeah. sale, like, bills of sale, basically. Wow. So. That's a lot. A lot. What else did we see? We saw the uh, the dungeon. Yeah, we did do the dungeon. That was... It's was a, it still in Golden... Yeah, it's at the very end of Golden Lane. Golden so Golden Lane. Lane is where all of the, the tiny... It's like the original tiny home movement is what that was. Is uh, that where, like, all the maids place in the... Well, it was, like, where the blacksmith was and the oh, herbalist the and the psychic and the apothecary. Remember when we went way yeah. deep down and there were all the... You thought it was kind of creepy. Like beakers and cauldrons and mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. things. And that weird little bed. Yeah, it's really wild. It's like this, basically in almost an alley, like this cobblestone alley that just has all these different residences of people that would live and work at the castle. And they were quite charming, and people were very proud of them, and all the way up even into the, like, what, the 60s, 60s or something? Yeah. People were still keeping them up, and uh, it had been passed down from generation to generation, the ownership of each little tiny home. And so people would have them staged, and they would come in every day. They might not live there, but they would come in every day and give little mini tours of each one. And then eventually the government bought all the homes on Golden Lane. But they all had little lofts, or they had little basements. They They had, like, little attics that you could look in, but you couldn't really go. Or some of them had those really crazy, like, stone spiral staircases all the way down into, like, a cellar. Creepy. It was cool. And then there was a whole upper floor that was like the armory. It was like a whole museum of uh, suits of armor. Yeah, and all weaponry. the chain mail. And it was crazy. To, we got to shoot a, bow, a crossbow. Yep. That was really fun. I sh- I've shot a bow and arrow before, but I don't think I've ever done a crossbow. 
Oh, it was so fun. I could have done that like three, all day. You did three. Well, you did one. You shot one. And it's really heavy, though. And that was just a replica. So you can imagine how intense it was to hold that big piece of machinery and wear like a hundred pounds of armor. Yeah, they had all the different styles. And they style. had the kids in there also. They had kid suits of armor, that's right. They had little teeny like one three suit. foot tall suit of armor. One so small that you couldn't have even fit in it. And you're nine years old, so you're pretty little. And there was one about my height. Yeah. Yep. And Liberty was saying that there was a, a children's war that she'd learned about in school. Yeah. Well, we were, like, learning about old world history last year, and there was this, like, children's war where all of the kids just, like, went out, like, during the Middle Ages and, like, fought each other because they thought that they were helping their parents or something, and, like, all of them died. Oh, so, like, <laughs> died. Yeah, like, they all just, just went they to brought fight their parents each other. And swords and... and but they all wore died. their own little armor, right? Yeah. So, like, the blacksmith or somebody was making these... Ch- Children's armor. Here, five-year-old, go out to battle. Here ye, here ye. Here oh, ye gosh. is your suit. It was so wild, all the different styles of armor, because there was like whole walls of the helmets and the heads, and they looked like Monty Python, and they looked like eagles. One and they helmet. Like... And some were very like Spanish Inquisition. And some were like Roman Sparta. Sparta. And one totally. helmet looked like a real face that was creepy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And some had these tiniest little pencil slits for eyes, like you could not even see out of those like... things. Anyway, it was very intriguing And to we me. saw one with a crown that we thought was for royalty that had the hugest codpiece ever. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, jeez. It was very funny. Mm-hmm. It had the golden leaves. Yep. Yeah. It was nice. So that was all so interesting. We saw a torture chamber. Got mm-hmm. to talk about that and talk about, like, why would people get tortured well, and how they would get tortured. Yeah, so at the very end of this golden lane, there was the this... Um, Thing that went down. It was a tower. Yeah, there was a tower, and I guess it actually would have stood about five st- stories taller. And so, based on how terrible your crime, you would be on a different level. And so, if your crime was sort of petty, then you would be up more in the top of the tower. And then, if it was really severe, then you would be more down in the dungeon. I, and then I was doing all this research on dungeons because it's just such a crazy thing to even think about. Um, but yeah, this one had an oubliette. <clears throat> yeah, which started Rachel really looking into oubliettes. And I mean, I guess Robin Hood died in an oubliette. I mean, this is way off topic from Prague, but uh, like a toilet. yeah, they would they would just oubliette means the forgotten or to forget, and yep. so they place would... you throw people to forget about them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah, we got to look down in an oubliette and, it and was just. Red. Think, whoa. People died. People died in there. And then we uh, moved on from there and we went and checked out we checked out the Basilica, St. George's Basilica. Oh, yeah. It all got lumped in together. I forgot. Yep, St. George's Basilica. And then the cathedral, which yeah. was the real. Right. Which we went back and we just walked in and looked at it and then we needed to get our tickets. And so we went back and got our tickets and then did the whole loop and then came back and finished with the grand finale of St. Vitus Cathedral again. And I mean, and there were so many tombs. Yeah, there are bodies and limbs and bones of saints and martyrs and kings and... Well, and what's crazy is that they would get, like, I think the first piece that they acquired from St. Vitus... 
before they, yeah, they got his arm. So before they even started, like, they started building this cathedral, and, and then they got his arm, and then they decided to name it after St. Saint, Saint Vitus, and they'd made this big tomb for him, this shrine, and then, like, a year or two later, then they got his torso. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, they didn't have all the embalming. How did they get that? I don't know. It's wild. Probably stunk a lot. And then somebody just had part of his body somewhere else. And then the others, they'd like, they'd have the king's head. And then like four years later, then they'd be like, oh, now we've got his body. Let's put it all together. So <laughs> weird. Yeah, there were some whole families. And it's like, it's the most ornate building I've ever been there in. There were never big seen. stained glass windows. Well, yeah, and I've been to Notre tall. Dame and this felt like even more... I mean, the stained glass there is really impressive, but this, there were just so, so much detail, so much gold and filigree. There was and, white. And carvings and, white and, and statues and figures. And, and there must have been bo- the body remains of, like, at least a hundred people in there. Yeah, probably. All saints and royalty and like there brave was, knights. There was, like, a big one in the center, which was, like... A king, a queen, and then somebody like else. Like a prince or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there were three. Sarcophaguses. Like Sarcophagus. a prince or a yes. princess. Either one of those. Oh, it was so intense. Mm-hmm. So intense. And then looking up at all the super Ceiling tall mark. ceilings that were like, like ropes and columns. and It was like all weaved. Yeah. And all the tile all the way through the floor. It was just amazingly impressive. Yeah, and then we got yeah. to eat... We left there, and we hung out outside for a while and ate some snacks and walked through the royal gardens. Yeah, that was lovely. And then down, hiked our way down the hill, found a whole well, new, different view of Prague. Yeah, the views were incredible. Up there, they were just as incredible as being up in Petron Tower, where we were yesterday. Yep, just a different angle. So it was so cool. We've really embraced this city, and um, we put in our miles here and documented the whole thing very well, of course. We took the subway back home, had a lovely dinner, and then the kids found something. We found the last clue. The next clue. Clue number five. Yeah. So, it was surprising. Yeah, you didn't know what to expect, huh? Yeah, but it has pictures on it. What did it have pictures of? Of Mozart and and the sound of music. It says... Catch the first train out of Prague to the place where Beethoven, Brahms, Schubert, Schubert, Strauss, and Mozart composed their famous symphonies, concertos, concertos and operas. Need another clue? This iconic movie was filmed in this country. And it has a picture of? The Sound of Music. And Liberty, you read this and you were like, oh, easy, right away, new. Where is it? Austria. Austria. Yep. Then it says, go to this address and await further instructions. So then we just had to figure out where this is. It turns out it's in Vienna. Yeah, so the next train that we're going to catch is uh, leaving when? Early in the morning. 11. Yeah, tomorrow at 11. And so we need to get everything all packed and cleaned and ready to go. And we're going to get some food for tomorrow. It's pretty late, so... I think we'll use the steam shower that's here. We've been luxuriating in the steam shower. So we'll use that again and... Hop on the first train to Vienna. I know. (laughs) Have you ever been on a train before? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. (laughs) Have you ever been on a train from Prague to Vienna before? (laughs) 
No. Tell the truth. No. Great. That's what I said the first time. Okay. It was an amazing day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We pretty much in one location checked off like everything off our list. Yeah, that was amazing. We only needed to check off four things and we checked off that and more. And Twelve. Yeah. I think we're winning the Amazing Race. We're probably in the lead. We're probably in the lead. Or probably second. We're either in the lead or second. We'll find out. Dun dun dun. Bum bum (laughs) bum. Wow, that was so much fun. And if you really loved that, continue to tune in because this was the first of a series. Yep, so check out parts two and three. We made a conscious effort to release all three of these in the same week, so they'd be uh, back-to-back, and you could basically just binge listen to this amazing adventure. Yeah, so snuggle in with a cup of tea or your favorite vegan ice cream and indulge. See you for part two.